I'd like to welcome you to Rad Real Estate. Each episode, you'll join me while I do a deep dive into various topics related to selling and buying real estate. I'll talk about the state of the market, how to negotiate a contract, getting a home ready to sell, what to look for when buying, how to buy with a builder and what to expect, what's in the economic news, market trends, and how it all relates to real estate. I'm your host, Richard Dombrowski, and this is Rad Real Estate. I am so excited to talk to you today about our latest topic, which is building a home or buying from a builder. It is such an exciting process, but it's full of so much information and things to do. What I've decided to do here today is I'm going to break the episode into two parts so that you can listen to it all at once because I'll release them both at the same time. Or if you're listening in your car, you don't have much time, you could just do one at a time. In any event, we're just going to go ahead and get started and jump right in. And we're going to talk about how to figure out where you want to build. Um, it sounds easy enough, but it's, it is a little more complicated. You have to figure out what area you want to be in based on a number of different things like, you know, is it close to work or is it close to the expressways? Is it close to the airport or shopping, schools? Um, You know, what are the important things to you in an area? And then how you figure out who's building there, quite honestly, is driving around and looking at the communities, seeing the entries, and they're easy to spot because the builders that are active in that community will have flags and signs and people, um, they call them human directional signs, the ones that spin the arrows and direct you into the community. That's how you would be best served to find the community that's right for you in an area. Okay. So then once you go in, what you'll find are most likely signs that will lead you right to the builder's decorated model or models. And depending on the size of the community, they may have multiple models because they have plenty of lots or they have different product lines in different sections of a large community. That's quite common too. The beauty of of going in to see a builder model is that it's fully decorated. It's going to show the finishes. It's going to show the features of the home. It's going to show how the plan lives, how it how it feels as you walk through, and is it something that, that really kind of uh, checks your boxes for you. Important to figure out early on is what's your price range. And I'd always recommend that you speak to a lender about that because shooting from the hip, we don't always know, you know, what our credit score is or what our debt ratio is. And I'll talk about that in future episodes in more detail to give you some kind of rules of thumb on that note. But uh, for today's purposes, If you speak with a lender, that's probably your best idea. And then what you got to know is once you've figured out that price range is that sometimes your price is going to trump your location. 
So you may have found an area that really is great for you, but you just can't afford it. And what tends to happen is that the further out you go, the cheaper land is. And that's a, that's a good thing to know because it helps you understand the sacrifice that you may need to make in order to find a home within your price point, especially with interest rates going up. Because as the interest rates go up, your buying power gets reduced. So you got to figure out what you're going to get for your money too. It's not just the house. It's, it's a lot of other things that go along with that. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, what I would highly recommend is that you use a realtor that's familiar with the different areas and the home building process. And why is that important? Well, again, we're going to get into that in much greater detail a little bit later in the episode. Um, one of the things that may work for you is if you're in a little more of a time crunch to get into a home, you may want to ask the builder for what inventory or spec um, they build some homes on spec. I say that in quotes because the spec homes are actually homes that are built on speculation by the builder that they're going to find somebody like you that needs a home quicker than it would take to build it from scratch. So those those inventory homes are great because they're available soon or they're available now. They're completed and maybe, just maybe, there's some incentive over and above what the normal incentive is for a, for you to build with a particular builder that they're offering on that inventory home so they can get it out of their inventory. Um, the challenge there or the drawback is that you you typically cannot select any of your options, even if the home is relatively newly started. And the reason for that is that when, when the home is relatively newly started, the builder tends to order a lot of the pieces and parts just because of supply chain issues, they order those things early on. So f when you come in and you try and make changes, that it really disrupts the whole, the whole cycle for them, and that's problematic. Um, I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, the other thing that that you could do is you could have a, a you could select a to be built home, meaning you go out there and you pick your your lot and you pick your floor plan and uh, and then they start from scratch. So what are the drawbacks to that process? We'll start there. You'll have to wait 8 to 14 months from the time you sign your paperwork to get your home built. And the reason there's such a broad range is that there has been such a shortage of different materials. Windows as an example. Very difficult to get windows right now. Uh, sometimes those are taking 26 weeks um, just, to, just to get windows. It's crazy, half a year just to get them. Um, there may be a short supply of labor. Maybe permitting is backed up. Now we should start seeing some easing of that now because things are slowing down a little bit. And that's going to give the county in various areas a chance to catch up. Um, how many are in front of you? How many people have 
signed a contract before you and their home isn't started. You can't start a whole bunch of homes all at once in a particular community. It just doesn't work that way. There's only so much labor and and materials to go around. Um, Then, of course, the, the other drawback is the contract itself. Most builders hover around 30 pages, 35 pages to their contract. It is huge. All of the contents of that contract benefit the builder for the most part. I mean, they give you um, a contingency from a financial standpoint. So if you can't get a loan, then you have an out. But otherwise, all of the other paragraphs pretty much protect the builder. Now, here's the thing about that. You're putting a deposit down in most cases, and the builder is footing the bill to put the home together, to build it for you to your specifications. So there's a there's a bit of risk on their part, and they're trying to mitigate that by not giving you too many options to get out of the contract. And there you go. The other drawback is that you would likely not have too many chances to go under contract with a builder and um, have that a house to sell contingency, meaning you have to sell your home in order to close on their home. Most builders are not doing that right now, but that could change. You know, as the market trends in a different direction, they may be more motivated to let you have that option in any event. Let's talk about some of the benefits of purchasing a to-be-built home or or an inventory home for that matter. Um, You have a warranty. Uh, Most builders are offering a warranty that they call either a 1-2-10 or a 2-10. Sometimes they call it a builder 2-10 or a builder 1-2-10. It all depends. But in any event, here's how it works. The first year is pretty much covered bumper to bumper in quotes. Um, And that means that pretty much everything is taken care of. If if you have any issues with your home, except for things like, you know, light bulb burns out or something like that, well, they're going to take care of everything else. You know, the cabinet door is loose or the drawer comes off the track and you can't get it back on. Well, you would call the builder and put a list of things together, and they would come out, and they'd fix them for you. The two-year part of the warranty is for everything that's mechanical. Um, Plumbing, everything behind the walls, really. Plumbing, HVAC, which stands for heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. Um, Electric, so things behind the wall. And then you have either a 10 or with a builder or two out there, they offer a 15-year structural warranty. That means if anything goes wrong with the concrete slab or the block or the trusses, that's covered because, I mean, that shouldn't happen. Truthfully, if something structural were to go wrong, it would likely go wrong earlier than 10 or 15 years. But it's nice that the builders are offering that kind of a warranty just in case. The The other cool thing about building a home is that you get to pick virtually everything. 
I mean, you get to pick your lot. You get to pick your floor plan. The floor plan will consist of its features will, will be the size of it. Obviously, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, what kind of features the home has. Does it have formal living and dining areas? Does it have a great room, which eliminates that formal living and dining areas, which we're, we tend to not use those much anymore. Does it have a lanai? How big is it? What's the view? Um, do you have a shower or a shower and tub in the primary bathroom? That is really a common option that builders are offering right now is that they allow you to eliminate the tub altogether because the trend is that people just aren't using tubs very often. And so people are thinking, well, if I could just have a large shower, that would be so much better than a small shower and a tub that I never use. Um, the other things that you have options to select are what kind of carpet do you want in the carpeted areas? What kind of tile? Uh, and the tile, you, there's porcelain, ceramic, and I, I mean, tile that looks like wood. There's l- luxury vinyl planking, which looks like wood, but it's a, a durable vinyl flooring that's being offered a lot right now. Um, what kind of cabinets do you want? Do you want 30-inch upper cabinets in the kitchen or do you want 42-inch upper cabinets? Is that even an option that the builder offers? What kind of plumbing fixtures? What do you want that to look like? Gold, uh, particularly brush gold, is coming back in. Who knew that would happen so quickly? But that's a very, very popular trend right now. Same thing for lighting. Lots of gold in the lightings, in the lighting fixtures these days. Another thing to, to figure out or, or, or a benefit of building is that the builders are commonly making a contribution toward your, your closing costs or options if you use their mortgage and title company. And let me explain that. Most of the large national builders have a title company and a mortgage company that is part of their overall business. It falls under their corporate umbrella. And the reason that they do that is there is a bit of money to be made on each contract that way, but it also allows them to control the process and to be able to have a smooth transfer of information about the mortgage and the closing so that these national builders that have um, stockholders, these national builders can project and predict their closings and therefore their revenue much easier. So there's an advantage to them in doing that. And so they want to control that process and they'll do that by offering you a pretty decent incentive sometimes to, um, to use their mortgage and title. You're not required to use them, but if you don't use them, you don't get that, that contribution. The mortgage company will have pretty competitive interest rates, which is a a great feature. They might be slightly above what you would find in the large lenders like First Horizon and um, Wells Fargo and Bank of America and those because they do a lot more business. They write a lot more loans, but 
the offset is that contribution again. So at the end of the day, you just need to see what's best for you, how it nets out. Um, one of the things to look for when you're going to select a builder or when you're comparing builder to builder is what are the standard features that they're offering in every home? So not the things that you have to select that come at a cost uh, over and above the purchase price of the, of the home, but what are the standard features? What kind of flooring are they including? What kind of carpet is it? What kind of tile is it? Is it the luxury vinyl plank flooring? Um, what are the appliances? Sometimes you'll get a builder. Um, Lennar is classic for this. They have their every, everything's included program. And what they do is they l really limit the, the kinds of choices you have, but they include more things. So let me explain that. They might only have four different cabinet choices for you, but they're the four most popular choices that people make. And maybe it won't work for you, which would mean that it's not the right builder for you. But if it does, there's benefits in the cost because they're limiting those choices. They're committing to the suppliers that they're going to purchase just those four types of cabinets as an example and so that that uh, supplier says all right well if that's all you're going to do then we don't have to retool and use the different kinds of wood finishes and so forth we only have these four to contend with so we'll we'll give you a, a discount on that and so that gets transferred into the purchase price for you they give you a discount because they're including all these things now you have to look at what that list of included features are because if the, all those things aren't important to you, then you may be paying more than if you purchase with a different builder that did not offer all those things. Okay, what are the standard features again? What kind of appliances? What what appliances are they including? Do they include a washer and dryer and a refrigerator? Those are the three kind of variables the dishwasher range um, uh, or cooktop oven um, ventilation for the for the uh, cooking uh, garbage disposal those are all things that are basic standard they must be included the the ones like I said that are variables are the refrigerator the washer and dryer and so what are they including or or are they not including it um, like I said, what kind of cabinets, what kind of doors, what kind of interior doors and exterior doors? Do you get a choice? Um, what about the plumbing fixtures? Do you want that gold trendy fixture in there? Same thing with lighting. Um, what about your windows? What kind of standard windows are they putting in? Now, most builders are not going to allow you to upgrade to a different window. So that's just, that's just, too big a challenge to to do but what kind of windows are they offering versus their competition is it an impact window for hurricane protection or do they offer hurricane shutters that you would install in the event of a hurricane that's just a good question to ask and then what kind of home site 
do they offer? What's the community? Is it all back-to-back home sites where the lots and streets are kind of a grid, which is has its benefits, don't get me wrong, but then you have other communities that, you know, they have great views, water views, conservation views, you know, the, those are the things that you need to look for. Is it a corner lot? Is it, you know, do you have to pay a premium? What is the premium? Maybe I should define what a premium is. Um, typically with the national builders, when you're purchasing a home, the price that they're giving you is inclusive of the house and the lot. And so when you pick a lot, and that would be a standard lot, so like a back-to-back the where the backyard is up against the backyard of a home behind it. So that would be a, in quotes, standard lot, which should come with no premium. Then you have oversized lots, cul-de-sacs, um, conservation views, conservation view of the cul-de-sac, or water views, those types of things. Those The builder is going to add extra money onto those because when they divide up the community, those lots being bigger or having better views are worth more. Imagine if if you purchased your home on a back-to-back lot and someone purchased down the block in the cul-de-sac with a huge pie-shaped lot and they pay the exact same price you did. Well, that really wouldn't make good financial sense for you because that would bring your value down. It really would. So now what else do you have to consider about the lot? What is the location of the lot in the community? Is it a corner lot? Is it near the clubhouse? Is it a back-to-back lot? And like I said, water conservation, what the size is, cul-de-sac, and so forth. Um, Those are all awesome things to figure out when you are going through this process of trying to figure out what to buy. Okay, folks, so here's a good place to take a break. We're going to finish up in part B, where we'll talk about the selection process of options, um, financing, and why it's important to use a realtor. I'm so thankful that you've tuned in and you're sticking with me on Rad Real Estate. And we'll see you next time. This has been a Rad Real Estate podcast in cooperation with Bay Realty of Florida, LLC, a Florida-based real estate company. Episodes are written, directed, and edited by Richard Dombrowski. The views expressed on this podcast are the opinions of the host and guests of the show and should not be used to make financial decisions or in buying or selling real estate. To find out more information, contact the host directly at bayrealtyofflorida at gmail.com. The theme song is Action by Cube Sounds and can be found on Pixbay.